Do you feel like you have all the right skills to lead at a higher level, but you don't know what's missing to get that chance to be promoted? Join me in this episode to learn how to unlock the secrets to successful career advancement. You'll also hear about how the Sister Smart program worked for two of our clients, Nadine and Lexi. They both made the move from the director level to the vice president level by overcoming their obstacles and unlocking that promotion. In Nadine's case, it was procrastination that was her sticking point. And in Lexi's case, it was work overload. These are both common problems that maybe you can relate to as well. By the end of the video, you will see how the Sister Smart seven-step process can help you get promoted too. I'm Jill Avey, a career success coach, and this is Sister Smart Leadership, the show that explores how women can rise from director to vice president and beyond by fully leaning into their feminine energy as their biggest advantage. Let's get you one step closer to the recognition and promotion you deserve. When Lexi first started with the program, she had a packed schedule. She was proud of how much she worked and how much she protected her team from becoming overwhelmed by taking on more herself. A lot of leaders are in this exact same situation when they join our program. What they don't realize is that some of their habits are actually keeping them stuck where they are. And Nadine initially thought she had a procrastination problem. And I remember when we first talked about the Women's Leadership Program, she told me that she had seen all of her peers get promoted to VP and was still waiting to get promoted herself. She felt like she'd had the technical skills, but something wasn't clicking for her. So I'm going to share the exact process that these women took to get to the next level and the changes that they made along the ways that opened up those doors for them. Often, very talented leaders are left wondering what to do next in order to get promoted. They don't get direction from their manager and they aren't able to find the right mentor to really guide them. And they can't learn it all from books and conferences. And it takes years to learn it all by trial and error. Trust me, I know. <laughs> If you aren't lucky enough to work in a company that provides a lot of leadership training and you aren't lucky enough to be one of the chosen few as a high potential employee, you're often left to figure out your own prog career progression yourself. So let me walk you through how we do this at Sister Smart. Step one is developing your strength and courage with emotional balance. So by developing your ability to process emotions on the spot, you can manage stress better and improve your self-confidence. Your relationships and collaboration also improve because of this increased ability to manage conflict. The key here is that your ability to weather the ups and downs of corporate life are greatly impacted by the inner critic voices in your head. You'll be bulletproof when you can get your saboteurs working for you instead of against you. This first step was particularly important for Lexi. The work she did with her own saboteurs helped her to realize when she was responding from feeling of being judged or wanting to please others. And now she's able to stop herself and ask if she can do better. She can reframe it as a gift or a learning lesson and approach it differently. So our second step is know your genius. You'll have much more success when you get crystal clear on your zone of brilliance. This way you can focus on your strengths and shine as the you that's uniquely you. Yes, we need to make sure that our weaknesses are not holding us back. But our energy is best spent when it goes into appreciating and honing your secret sauce. That thing you do that makes you really great at what you do. This type of focus helps you gain the recognition you need to move forward. When you truly understand your strengths, you can lead with your authentic self. So get to know what makes you uniquely you and let that shine. This was an important step for Nadine, who was able to stop beating herself up for her perceived weakness 
and comparing herself to other leaders once she was able to recognize and celebrate her own strengths that made her such a valuable leader in her own right. So the third step is to present yourself as a leader. Your executive presence underpins everything you do as a leader. So if you get this wrong, you won't be seen as a leader that you know yourself to be, and you'll have no chance of bringing your considerable talents to the world. The work that Lexi did in step two and step three helped her to find her authentic style as a leader. She wants to be a leader that's kind and funny and even a little goofy at times. She doesn't want to lose that because a couple of people don't value humor and levity. Now she knows what she values and can stay true to herself instead of trying to be what others want her to be. Nadine focused on this section on stepping up her appearance and creating a closer connection with her team members and peers, which helped her get to know them better so she could identify where she could improve performance. In the Sister Smart program, we use gender socialization theory to help you navigate the double binds of being a female in the corporate world that was built for men. And that helps you build your executive presence in a way that supports your strengths and authenticity while opening up new doors. So our step four, we call this create clarity for your career path. Having too much on your plate dilutes your ability to see where you're going and do any long-range planning. Yet, there are social constructs that keep women mired in excess work. So often women are working so hard with larger teams and fewer resources and taking on additional projects that aren't even part of their scope. This is a step where we turn that around because we want you to focus on the things that are going to make the difference that you need. So this is one of the big shifts that Nadine made here was to shift from being reactive to proactive. This helped her to have more control over her schedule and focus on the work that mattered for the long term. And when Lexi started the program, she had a sense of pride about how busy she was. Yet through this work, she began to see where she could be even more effective when she delegated and empowered her team. She realized in many ways that her leaders were probably also in that trap themselves and she hadn't seen it modeled any other different way. So she found that her team actually had more bandwidth than she thought and she had them take on more and it opened up her time to think strategically a lot more often. So she realized it wasn't her job to be the star performer, the doer, the go-getter anymore. She told me that this shift has given her the time to think about at the higher level so she can plan and innovate and measure her impact, not just get a bunch of things done. So this step in the process includes going on a personal strategy retreat where you spend a couple of days by yourself to develop your own vision of where you want to go and how you want to get there. This is a time when you can finally listen to that quiet inner voice that normally gets drowned out in the hubbub of daily life. It provides that time where you can create a balance in your life that feels totally fulfilling. So our step number five is use brain-based communication. So here we build new levels of trust and collaboration with your team, your peers, your senior leaders by using advanced neuroscience. This is often one of my clients' favorite modules because without trust, you'll struggle to get picked for special projects to increase your visibility. When Lexi started using this style of communication to coach her team, she found that her leaders were a lot more bought in because they were more involved in the process. So she'll provide guidance and point them towards priorities when they really need it, but she's not holding it all and doing it all herself. And the two directors now that report to her are thriving and coming up with new things on their own as a result. Through our conversation, 
we can work to find common ground where you can build trust even in your most contentious relationships. By building trust in all directions with your senior leaders, your peers, your team, your performance can increase dramatically. Her sixth step is called embracing taking risks. Women often have a hard time when things don't go as well as they would like. This can result in overworking to avoid failure at all costs. So build your risk analysis skill and your resiliency and even begin to appreciate setbacks as opportunities. This was another important step for Nadine. She was able to release herself from the belief that she needed to have all the answers and she was able to take on much higher stakes projects by getting others involved. Lexi took a risk when she accepted this role as VP since the division wasn't doing as well as the company would have liked and she knew it would be a challenge to turn it around. But she believed in herself and was able to assess her abilities against the challenge and she also had a backup plan in case it didn't go as well as she envisioned. And it's worked out great for her because recently they celebrated their highest month of revenue ever and all without the sales team that they had before. I love hearing results like that. And I know that you can do even more than you're doing now. We all can. When you start to envision a bigger version of yourself, it will help you to take on more risk. Step seven, leverage mentorship. I find that most women I talk to avoid networking because it makes them feel sleazy or self-promotional or inauthentic. Instead, they keep working harder and harder, waiting for the work to speak for itself. As a result, women have networks that are many times smaller than their male counterparts, and it puts them at a disadvantage. Instead, I have put together a way to create a network that fits your style without feeling like a taker. Your network will open doors and help you think bigger than you will on your own. A good network includes the people who will help you to get where you need to go. And you can define your personal board of directors by asking who has been there before? Who will invest in my development? What outside support do I need? And when it comes to leadership skills, most people rely on their manager to guide them. And that's a big mistake for a few reasons. First, your manager is most likely not a leadership professional. And so they may or may not have any idea how to help you grow. They're probably also too busy to put in too much thought into your development beyond your reviews and one-on-ones throughout the year. They're really not thinking about you all the time like you should be. And second, your company does not have your best interests at heart. At the end of the day, they want you to grow into the kind of leader that they need. And this is not likely to take into consideration the rest of your life. And that causes balance to be an issue. And it's definitely not considering your career beyond this company. Company-sponsored programs typically aren't personalized to ensure that each person comes out the best version of themselves. They tend to be too high level because they need to meet the needs of a disparate group. So you need to be in charge of your own development and you need to be ready to invest in yourself with a program that's the best fit for you because you believe in your ability and your worth. Nadine worked through all of these steps and once she was done, her manager agreed that she was ready for her promotion. Through this process, she was also able to reduce her hours from 60 to 36 while her team improved their performance and all while working in a hospital system during the pandemic. Isn't that amazing? So here are three things that you can do today to map out your career path and get clear on where you want to go. So first, have a think, get out your journal or take a long walk and listen to your inner voice. What does it tell you? How far do you want to go in your career? Not tomorrow or even next year, 
listen carefully to what you feel inside that you're capable of doing. Like, what's your big dream? Okay, now you have your endpoint. Map out the points in between. In your field, what are the steps that you need to take to get there? And lastly, think about the resources that you'll need to get there. What are the technical skills that you'll need? And what are the leadership skills you'll need? And who will you need to know? Who will help you figure all this out and help you to get there? So which of the seven steps feels like something that you haven't been focusing on enough that you would like to start with now? If you're watching on the YouTube version, please share that with us in the comments. And you can download my private podcast on the seven-step passport to promotion on the sistersmart.com website for more stories about how our clients are getting results from each one of these steps like Lexi has and Nadine has. The link is below in the show notes. If you want to dive deeper into women's leadership and how to move up in your career, subscribe either on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm on a mission to help more women get into leadership and stay there. And if that's aligned with you, I'd love to have you be part of this community and tune into more episodes on Sister Smart Leadership that will support you in becoming the leader that you want to be. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. If you're seeing just how differently women lead and how by doing so, women leaders can gain influence, restore balance, and earn the recognition and promotions they deserve, I would love it if you left a rating and review. I read each one and these reviews make it possible for me to reach more women leaders like you so they can rise up as far as they'd like without getting stuck.